everybody. When you hear that great music from the title in town of Chicago, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball Heard on Spotify and SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. And hey, it's free. F-R-E-E. No pay. No, not today. You know, we'll never charge for this show because whenever you uh, get your money's worth, you know that you didn't pay for a thing. So, hey, great to be back. Uh, I'm doing this solo. Craig's working, doing double shifts with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Brewers. The Bucks are playing pretty good. The Brewers kind of inconsistent. They got great pitching, man, and I think pitching's going to pave the way. But how do you beat the Cardinals? You know, hats off to their ownership. They go out and get Nolan Arenado. They go out and get Goldschmidt. They got a great pitching staff. They signed back uh, Yadi Molina. They're spending money. I don't how, how these guys don't go over the salary cap. You got me hanging because they got a lot of expensive guys. The same with the uh, uh, San Diego Padres. They're off to a great start. The Cardinals are off to a great start. The Dodgers are doing a dive. Oh man, that's good to see. Dave Roberts just gets a lot of credit. I don't. I'm not a big Dave Roberts like and manage fan. Tony Larusa forgot the didn't know the rules uh, and extra. Now I don't like the the rules in extra innings, but I know them. And uh, you know he screwed up royally, cost him a game, and that's not the first game that T Bone has cost him, and I suspect it won't be the last. Now I'm still not a Tony Larusa fan, and. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Reinsdorf made a big blunder when he went and hired Larissa. There, you know, number one, Ricky Renteria was just fine. I think, as I was talking to one of our frequent listeners of the show, he was telling me that he thinks that the uh, White Sox guys just ignore Larissa anyway. He does fill out the lineup card, but um, we'll see. The White Sox are going to be hard to beat in that division. Oh my God! I think they have won 150 in a row in Kansas City. They were here this weekend. It was a joke. There wasn't even a competitive inning uh, on Saturday night before you could even put your butt down in the seat if you got in the traffic jam with all 10,000 people. Uh, The White Sox scored eight runs uh, with one out. Eight runs. And then they were tired. I mean, I think they scored one more run the rest of the night, but who could blame them? I mean, they had to have muscle fatigue from all the hitting. I mean, it was batting practice. This was the Royals' number one pick. They bring him up prematurely because Manfred and baseball has screwed up the minor leagues bad. They have screwed up the minor leagues big time. And as a result, you're going to see a drop-off of talent. They're going to bring these guys up too soon. They don't get enough playing time in. They start late. They've cut 40 teams out of minor league baseball. And, and again... It's just a money grab by Mighty Manfred and the owners. And so, you know, do I feel bad? I feel bad for these guys that aren't getting the time in. And, um, you know, I feel bad for the towns that used to rely on the economic well-being of baseball from April until the end of August for minor league baseball. doesn't happen anymore. And so, you know... If if I could uh, if I had a, a word that was civil to say to Manfred and MLB, you know, you get what you uh, you deserve it, and and again, it doesn't bode well for the uh, upcoming talks on the uh, 
new agreement. So everybody's greedy, you know, the, the players are greedy. Yeah, I've gone over this before. Let's talk about something fun like, I don't know, speed of the game. It's getting a little faster. Games are averaging between three hours and three and a half hours. Uh, the weather's not so good in Chicago. Would somebody please build a dome stadium? Rumors are the Bears are moving out to Arlington Heights. Why not move the White Sox, move the Cubs, move anybody? I mean, I'm not in a very friendly mood towards baseball right now because, number one, StatCast, you know, I've, <laughs> I've never liked StatCast. Now they got a... They have an entire channel on ESPN where nothing but StatCast. Isn't that weird? So ESPN Baseball on Sunday night, they have the telecast, and those guys are telecasting from Timbuktu because for some reason they won't travel. Now, come on. The, the COVID is going down. God, reverse your decisions. Oh, we're not going to let the broadcast teams travel? Really? That's crazy. I mean, talk about stupidity. Like, who is it going to bother if they go to the if they get on a team plane with the other fifty people? I don't get it. I don't get why some teams get to have a full house and other teams don't. It's up to the state. So Pritzker, you know, has been very stingy with the number of fans. They had three thousand fans at the United Center to watch the Blackhawks. Cubs have been stuck at 10,000. They'd sell out. They'd get 39,000 tomorrow if they could have it. But, um, you know, the, the, the vaccinations are there. So everybody ought to be vaccinated. Anybody who cares about their own health can be vaccinated tomorrow. You can go to Walgreens, roll up your sleeve, boom, you're done. Unless you're under 12. And so um, I'm not sure... Why anybody is going to these efforts to talk about masks, limiting attendance. Um, let it rip. Let it rip. We don't have to wait till a year from now to get back to how it was. So, you know, we've lived through this. Last year we did a lot of podcasting through the uh, pandemic because there was nothing else to do, nothing else to listen to. And so we wanted to give you guys uh, some entertainment. Now we're cutting back. Once every 10 days, every two weeks, if there's something to do. We are halfway through the 2021 baseball season. Yeah, you're scratching your head going, wait a minute, we've only played 35 games. That's a bit more than halfway through the baseball season last year. So the run for the roses, and speaking of the run for the roses, uh, number eight's my favorite number. I love number eight. You know, Yogi Berra, all day long. Willie Stargell, number eight. Love number eight. I was number eight. As long as I can remember, not that I should be compared to Yogi Berra or to Willie Stargell or to anybody else that wore number eight, but I did wear number eight. I like number eight. And number eight, I always pick number eight in the eighth race, no matter where. Not that I bet on horse racing. I don't really follow horse racing. Anyway, I was having a casual conversation with one of my frequent listeners about the San Diego Padres, and I said, hey... Um, Derby's today, take number eight. Well, of course, he immediately runs out to his off-track betting facility, drops a thou on number eight, and lo and behold, number eight won. Boom. Eight to one odds, you get 8,000 bucks back, pretty good deal. Now, I don't really think that's the whole scenario. I'm not sure he even bet. 
but that was a good story. If you did, you won $8,000, and you get to keep it. Yeah. If you bet on number eight in the Derby to win, you get to take home whatever he paid on a $2 bet. Seven fifty on a $2 bet. I don't know. It was an 8-to-1 favorite, so that pays 8-to-1. 16 bucks. Anyway. All the betting paid off, the windows closed, everybody leaves Churchill Downs or wherever they're betting, and lo and behold, about an hour after that race finished, the old number eight flunked the drug test. Yes, he was found with a banned substance in his blood. Now, they test the horses before the race, and they test the horses after the race, and somewhere, somehow, between breakfast and dinner, this horse got hyped up on roids that prevented aches and pains in the joints. Hmm. So this three-year-old took off, won the Derby, and now is no longer the Derby winner. And Mr. Baffert, who comes across like Pollyanna of trainers, is banned from Churchill Downs. And I predict... Well, here today, I predict that the Preakness, those folks down in Baltimore, are going to ban Baffert and uh, the horse in the Preakness. Don't know. Don't know. But that's not the lighter side of anything. So you got drugs in horse racing. Hmm, Does baseball kept drugs out? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the players are too smart. The tests are too sophisticated. They can't get them. But gambling's come in. I, I hate gambling. So you got, and I hate StatCast. You got StatCast, and now you've got gambling all the time. So if you're watching MLB, you're seeing the odds changing all the time. I, and then, <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to leave that in just so you guys know that this is not an edited show. Whatever I say once goes on the record. And I'm proud of on the record. I'll take anybody on. Whatever I say, I can defend because it's the truth. Baseball's gotten boring. Baseball's too long. The balls are not juiced, but are they dead? I don't know. There are a lot of home runs. Um, and gambling is bringing in new viewers. So, again, gambling comes in. What's that do to Pete Rose? What's that do to Joe Jackson? Well, there's still hardliners out there, and I don't get it. I don't get it. People go, well, Pete Rose lied. Okay. You think Ty Cobb was the greatest guy in the world? You think that some of the guys in the Hall of Fame have not done uh, performance-enhancing drugs? Rumor is, and I'm not going to go name anybody because I don't want to get sued. I don't have any info. And, uh, you know, Joe West might be out there and conspiring with whoever I suggest might have used PEDs after he got into the Hall of, or to get into the Hall of Fame. I don't know. But I do think that Bonds and Clements are getting closer. I don't know about Kurt Schilling. I mean, he's just getting the political backlash. And is that fair? No. Do I like what he says? No. Do I believe in what he says? No. Did the guy pitch? Yeah. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. So should Cecil Cooper. So should a lot of guys. I mean, the standards keep going down, but some of the guys got, you know, uh, overlooked now are better than the guys getting in. So um, I love the Hall of Fame, but 
I'm not sure the writers should have the total say anymore about who gets into the Hall of Fame from the players. It's just like all-star voting. You know, that changed. It used to be the players. Now the fans get a chance to vote. So I think the fans ought to get a chance to decide who gets in the Hall of Fame, not just the baseball writers of America. It's archaic. It's ridiculous. Let the fans vote. Let the players, current players, vote. Let everybody who wants to vote, vote to see who gets in the Hall of Fame. And I bet you the results might be a little different. I think they would. I think that uh, Bonds and Clements, if you let the fans vote, get in. I don't think anybody anymore cares that somebody uh, did what they were alleged to have done when baseball knew it was going on and that they tolerated it. The same goes for uh, Mark McGuire. He had to be in the Hall of Fame. Roger Maris, how in the world do you keep some of these guys out? How in the world do you keep Roger Maris out? Give me a break, Baseball Writers of America. Come on. Roger Maris had the home run, broke Babe Ruth's record. It was bad enough they stuck an asterisk on it. But then to not put him in the Hall of Fame, give me a break. And the same thing goes with Sosa. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire saved baseball. They ought to be in the Hall of Fame. If you want to put in, if you want to say, hey, you're in the Hall of Fame, but you can't give the speech because we're embarrassed by it, that's baloney too. Take the good way. It's not pristine. Come on. It's just not pristine. Mrs. Clark and her grandfather, grandfather, whoever started the Hall of Fame, get over it. You know, it's a great institution, but Joe Jackson ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, Roger, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Why don't you have an all-evil day, an all-evil um, day when we're going to enshrine you and... We're going to have a day when all the bad guys get to talk. And it won't be all rosy and cheery. And maybe the other Living Hall of Fame guys don't have to be there. I don't know. And if you don't want them to be inducted at the same time, have a, have a bad boys induction ceremony. But get them in the Hall of Fame. And I do think they should be inducted at the same time. It's just ridiculous. All this crap coming into baseball and you know, and and I have changed. If anybody wants to go listen to last year, I was, I've, I've consistently not wanted Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Forget it. I mean, Penn National and uh, all these all these betting deals have gotten ridiculous. So bring it all in. You think that nobody's none of the players are betting on baseball? Okay, give yourself. The, it's like you thought they weren't. Taking PEDs? Give me a break. They're betting. They're doing PEDs. And uh, so what? You know? I don't get it. Where, do, where does it say that PEDs and smoking marijuana is somehow culturally bad? So I've done 150. You can, you can tell me that I've flip-flopped, and that's uh, very true. Um, but that's the way it goes. Anyway, um, what else is going on in the world of baseball? Not much. I mean, it's it, we're into the grind. So let's take the winners and the losers so far. Uh, the Cardinals are clearly a winner. 
The Cubs are losers. You know, they don't, they're, they're going to get rid of Bryant. Uh, the only thing, I mean, he's playing. <laughs> it's so obvious. They're showcasing Chris Bryant. He's, he's played every position lately, but catcher, left field, center field, right field, first base, third base. Um, so, Mr. Ricketts, you can uh, do what you want, but you're not going to get my money next year for season tickets. Nor is Mr. Sherman, although, you know, I'll probably have enough people to keep my tickets uh, with the Royals. Um, I have ten reasons why I shouldn't renew with the Cubs, beginning with screwing WGN and ending with trading Chris Bryant. So, um, I'll go to Cub games, but I'm going to go to Sox games. Speaking of winners, the White Sox are going to be in the World Series with the Cardinals. I have revamped my estimate. So the White Sox are big winners. The Red Sox, they get swept, swept by the Orioles in the opening series, and everybody's thinking, oh, man, they gave away Mookie. They gave away um, Jackie Bradley Jr. They gave away David Price. They gave away blah, blah, blah. They're back. They're leading the major leagues in hits and hitting. These guys are great. So, the Reds, Red Sox and White Sox, good day for Sox. They are so far winning the first 35 games of the marathon. Last year we had a sprint. Uh, sure, it's a marathon. Who's losing? Well, so far, I think, the biggest losers are the Dodgers, and the Angels. And what's going on in the air in Los Angeles? Is there something wrong out there? Because the Dodgers and the Angels are are just bad right now. I thought the Angels would be really good. I was hoping they'd be really good. They just designated Albert Hall of Fame soon. Pujols for assignment. Kind of sad. And then, you know, the reporters immediately wake up Tony La Russa and ask him if Pujols might be out there playing in Chicago. And Tony, who's credit, what does he know? You know, it's not his decision to make. It's the chairman's. And if the chairman wanted Pujols, he'd be there. But, you know, you've already got a Bray you. You've already got a uh, Mercedes man. <laughs> what a great surprise that guy is. He's one of the best stories in baseball. I love these guys. Ten years in the minor leagues. Hello, scouts. Now he's one of the league leaders in hits. That's great. Mercedes. What a great name. Um, other losers, um, I think, are the Nationals are kind of a loser. The Reds. Oh, my God. I, I, I pick the Reds every year to win. They have no pitching, no bullpen. They're bad. It's Tom Hamilton, one of the great. He's my top three broadcasters. You, and I'll name him again. I'm consistent on this. I flip-flop on Pete Rose, etc. I don't flip-flop on the best broadcasters that I've listened to. And I'm sure there are other good ones. But Tom Hamilton, I mean, he's so good. And he gets so excited. And he's such a hometown guy. But he does a good job. It's not annoying uh, like the... Uh, Reds announcers, they're annoying, uh, especially the guy that pitched that um, I can never remember his name. 
but he is annoying. But Tom Hamilton is not. Dwayne Stats is so good. And Bob Euchre is so good. Bob, live forever. Please, live forever. You are so good, and it's so fun to listen to. Same thing with um, Tom Hamilton and Dwayne. All three of those guys are so much fun to listen to, and they're so good. And anyway, Hamilton was talking about how if you can't win the last two innings of a game with the pitching staff, forget it. In this, year, in this era of baseball, it's all about the last two innings. And he's right, and that's why the Brewers are going to hang in there because their pitching is great, and their back end of their bullpen's good, the middle of their bullpen's good, the front of their bullpen's good, their starting's good. They just need Yelich, Kane, and uh, and the, everybody else to start hitting. So those are the uh, those are my thoughts on on everything but the Cubs. So let's talk about the Cubs. And again, for all you Cub fans, or we could talk about uh, the Padres. That's more fun. Uh, Machado, Hosmer, Tatis, you know, they went out and got the talent. How do you let some of these guys go? How do you let, So, like, where do you think you're going to find an, another Lindor? Why have a baseball team if you're going to let Arenado go? Why have a baseball team if you're going to let um, any of these other guys go? Mookie Betts. I mean, really? Just why? Tell me. Do you think you're going to go out and draft another Mookie Betts and bring him up in a year or two? No. Same with Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, and uh, Contreras. Go pay him. You're never going to find better guys. But... Oh, we're cutting back. Why? Are you out of money? I don't think so. I really don't think so. So the um, Red Sox are a present surprise. The White Sox are a great surprise. The A's are awesome. I mean, give these guys. Wow. I mean, watch the Oakland A's. They reeled off about nine or ten wins in a row. They're good. Um, The Cardinals are good. The um, the Braves are kind of struggling. There are a few teams that are just sort of, you know, going right, going through the motions. Let's look at the the um, the league leaders in hits, the major league. Xander Bogarts. Wow. I mean, the Red Sox didn't give up on him. The second guy with 42 hits. I got to tell you. I do a podcast. I've never heard of Isaiah Kiner Falifa. In third, J.D. Martinez. Fourth, the guy with the Orioles, Cedric Mullins. Never heard of him. Tommy Edmond with the Cardinals. He's great. David Fletcher used to be with the Cardinals. Yuli Gurriel, Adam Frazier, Eric Hosmer, Nate Lowe. Jordan Alvarez, Nolan Arenado, Yerman Mercedes-Benz. On and on and on. Mike Trout. Now... Let's look at who is the leader in average, since we know the hits. Who do you think? Guess. Mike Trout. Second place? <coughs> Excuse me. This is live radio. We don't have a coughing machine, a coughing filter. Yerman Mercedes. Jordan Alvarez. Uh, who the heck is he? It's with the Astros. Jesse Winker doing good. Bogarts. Gurriel Martinez. Now, let's look at home runs. 
Who do you think's leading the league in home runs? Ronald Acuna Jr. Man, is that guy good? J.D. Martinez having a great bounce back year. Shoei Otani. Otani, can never pronounce that. Chris Bryant. Byron Buxton on the DL. Nick Castellanos. Freddie Freeman. Um, Adolis Garcia with the Rangers. Ramirez. Stanton. Boy, the judge, man. What happened to the judge? Who are then the... Uh, all the, the surprise guys in home runs. Let's look at some of these guys. Justin Turner. He's got seven. Jose Abreu down. There's some weird stuff. Uh, Harper. Not Brandon Lowe. Anyway, is there a trend yet? Probably not. We aren't in the dog days of August. We haven't even gotten through May. So we've got a long way to go, but I think that in the end, in the end, here's my, I'm going to do a prediction now that we are um, 35 games into the year. So that is roughly, uh, what's that come out to 20% of the season, plus or minus a percent. So here are my predictions. In the American League Central, the White Sox win by 10 games. In the American League East, the Yankees are going to win. They're too, they're too strong. In the American League West, I think the A's are going to win. In the National League Central, the Cardinals are going to walk away with it. Brewers will get in the playoffs. In the National League East, the whole division is sort of disappointing. But I think in the end... In the end, the Nationals are going to win. I'm going out on the line because they're not doing very well. But I think the Mets will fade, and I think the Braves are kind of mediocre, and I think that uh, those teams will be, like I said, I think the uh, uh, winner of the AL East uh, is, or the, yeah, the AL East is going to be the Yankees, but now we're on the National League East, and I think that's going to be the Nationals. I said the Central, the Cardinals, and in the West, um, Astros. So there you have it. Too surprising. Uh, doggy teams, where we need a new, these five teams need a new owner. The Detroit Tigers need a new owner to spend money along with the new general manager. The Baltimore Orioles need a new owner to spend money, and they need a new general manager. The Chicago Cubs apparently need a new owner because Ricketts is uh, turned into a chicken when it comes to spending money and going out and getting anybody. They got nobody. They gave away you Darvish. Oh my God. What's Darvish? Five and one. Um, they gave away Darvish. They got nobody. They got Arietta. You know, he's a good number five guy right now. But, um, you know, it's just kind of sad what has happened to the Chicago Cubs, I think. I think. When you look at pitching, uh, best DRA, Jacob DeGrom, he got hurt, Danny Duffy with the Royals, John Means, no hitter, Garrett Cole, Woodruff, Rogers, Gaussman, Miley, no hitter, uh, Lopez, Stroman, uh, who's soccer, you know, uh, you never heard of Yanoa. Yanoa? I don't know. He's with Atlanta. You Darvish. 
There he is. Let's look at uh, wins. Who's the leader in the major leagues in wins? Jack Flaherty with the friggin' Cardinals. Followed by Aaron Savale with Cleveland. They're going to be good. Clayton Kershaw, Stephen Matz, Pavetta, Rondon. Oh, my God, Eduardo Rodriguez if he pitched against the Cubs all the time. Garrett Cole, Danny Duffy, uh, Tyler Glass now. Gray, King, Means, Miley. Where's you? There's some good pitching going on out there. So anyway, you've you've got the drift. Uh, when we come back break, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about something else. So stay with us, and we'll be back soon. And after that break, we are back. And what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about food and baseball cards. Let's talk about baseball cards first. I mean, I am getting re-energized on collecting baseball cards. The market has gone through the roof, so I should be re-energized on selling baseball cards. But, you know, I think the 53, 54, 55, and 56 sets of tops are the way to go. And you can get all of those for maybe $100,000 if you try hard. Um, the new cards, I don't get them. And what I really don't get are these non-fungible tokens, NFTs. I saw where... Um, uh, a lot of golfers are going to NFTs, and uh, they're going to be the thing of the future, but they're way out of my league. I don't get Bitcoin, I don't get NFTs, and I don't get how they're um, valued or how you trade them, but it doesn't matter. I don't trade it. And finally, food at the ballpark. Food at the ballpark. Well, hadn't gotten any better. But I have heard good things from some of my listeners in San Diego, and the Diamondbacks apparently have some pretty good sausage uh, sandwiches. So I may try to get out, see some more games at a few different venues, but boy, oh boy, it's been kind of hard with uh, eating hot dogs and wearing a mask. So as soon as we lift this mask mandate in Major League Baseball parks, back to nachos. Uh, we'll go back to hot dogs, and we'll see about mustard stains. But right now, uh, out of this year, the best hot dogs, other than the ones I cook in my microwave, are from the Baxter Springs Little League, number one. Uh, the Royals are not very good. The Cubs are horrible, and the Brewers were worse. So we don't have a very high bar. But it's I think once the summer heats up, Cooking at the ballpark will probably get better, don't you think? I mean, it's got to. It can't get any worse. It's become so institutionalized. They don't cook them at the same time they serve them. They cook them, you know, the day or two before the game. And they heat them up. They give them to you. So, I don't know. But, again, I think there is a kind of a cloud hanging over consumption of food at baseball games. And uh, I think that's going to be lifted. And I think when that gets lifted, we're going to go back and enjoy some fine ballpark cuisine. Uh, so that's the way it is. So I'm looking forward to a White Sox game, get to a Cub game in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll get back on the podcast. Because until then, uh, I, I just don't see anything out there that's, that's fun. And if you guys... We're about to break open our webpage. I know we've been talking about that. I'd say within the next 10 days, the webpage comes up. Maybe two weeks. 
So anyway, I think that's it. I think I'll let you guys go. I think I'll wait till something fun happens. How about no hitters? There have been five no hitters. Uh, Musgrove with the Padres was the first one in franchise history. Then um, Rondone, I believe, or Giancarlo, one of the White Sox studs, of which they have a lot, throws a no hitter. Um, John Means throws to 27 guys but doesn't get a perfect game. That was interesting. Drop third strike, and then the guy steals. And he down. So John Means from Olathe, Kansas, right down the road. That's pretty cool. Having a great year. He's having a great year. He's uh, adjusted. If you don't adjust, you ain't going to adjust very well. And I mean, to get adjusted to the major leagues, you have to adjust your game every day. Every day. Listen to the studs. They know how it's done. Granky. Oh, my God. That guy's adjusted. You know, when he came up with the Royals, and I'll get back to Wade Miley's no-hitter in a minute. He was the fourth. He's actually the fifth. But Granky was a guy that was going to go, you know, hang out at George Brett's country club and swim in George Brett's pool and uh, hang around with uh, George and his wife just shooting the breeze and having a good time. Getting sun, kind of a Jimmy Buffett, um, Jimmy Buffett kind of life, Jimmy Buffett kind of diet. And uh, then all of a sudden, I don't know if George should be credited with maturing this guy, but Granky has just been around forever and, uh, you know, should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. A lot of guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Brett Sabrake and Gubazov, Bud Black. Anybody that ever pitched for the Royals, Jim Busby. They also be in the Hall of Fame. They aren't even all in the Hall Royals Hall of Fame. Fourth no hitter was Wade Miley, and the fifth no hitter was Madison Bumgarner. Although Mighty Manfred says that's not a no hitter because it was only seven innings. You made the rules, dude. You said the Major League Baseball in a double header, the game is seven innings long unless it goes into extra innings. You, the czar convinced the Players Association to go along with that ridiculous. Although, I'm starting to think all games should be seven innings, and they all every inning should start with a guy on second base. Kind of fun. At any rate, I don't care whether it was seven innings, eight innings, nine innings. What if it rained? If, you, if it rained that inside out, you have no hits, it's a no-hitter. Dean Chance, in the 60s, when Bo Belinsky was with the Los Angeles Angels back then. They weren't the California Angels or the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or what. Just the Los Angeles Angels, cool hats, had a halo around it. Um, Dean Chance threw a five inning no hitter because it got rained out. Official no hitter. Boom. Check me out. Record. Do it. So I don't get why Bumgarner, but you know. Mighty Manfred's not exactly playing to good reviews, and um, it's too bad. It's hard to believe that a guy like Bud Selig was spectacular for years. Made it through the steroid era unscathed. And, as I've said before, the best witness I ever put on. Buddy was great. Not that we're good friends. Not that I could call him Buddy to his face. Mr. Selig, Mr. Commissioner, Mr. President. Because he was all those things. He was Mr. Selig for a long time when he was selling cars. Uh, he was Mr. President, President of Milwaukee Brewers, and Mr. Kamish. 
Commissioner of Major League Baseball for a long time. Did a lot of good things. And so did Bowie Kuhn. Bowie was another good witness. Same, you know, same case, big case. Royals would be gone if it wasn't for me. If it wasn't for me and my skillful cross-examination and arguments in that case, we would have lost and the Royals would have moved to Calgary. There's no question I've saved two franchises single-handedly. Now, do I brag about it? Do I pat myself on the back about it? Do I go out and, you know, publish books talking about how I saved baseball for Kansas City? No. In fact, nobody would even know that. People would say, you're lying. You're delusional. But no, I'm not. But for my part of that trial, and but for that trial, and I'll give a little credit to the rest of the trial team. You know, they were there. If it weren't for us, slash me, the Kansas City Royals would have moved again and we'd have no more of a Major League Baseball presence than we have a National Hockey League presence. Or we being the city of Kansas City. Or a National Basketball Association presence. We have lost more Major League franchises than any other city in America. We have lost the Central Division champions of the National Basketball League, the Kansas City Kings. We lost the, ulti the eventual team that won the Stanley Cup from Kansas City who moved to Colorado and then to New Jersey and became the Devils. That group won the Stanley Cup, moved away from Kansas City, and... The Royals would have been gone, except for me. So there you have it. Me and the team. And uh, absent that, Kansas City Royals are the Calgary Cubs. So, that, you said you said you said two franchises. Second franchise that I get absolutely no credit for in publicity or anywhere. Um, and I'll get to the third baseball-related entity that I saved. So you got the Kansas City Royals. We saved, and I did all the work, and my uncle paid all the money. But I did all the work, and uh, I saved baseball in Omaha, Nebraska. No question about it. We did not want to be the Charles Finley of minor league baseball. We had offers from two other cities, or geographic locations, to sell the Omaha Royals for more money than we ultimately got to Memphis and to a group in Northern Virginia. <clears throat> we chose to look and look and look, no matter how many sales were aborted, we looked and looked and we finally clicked with Warren Buffett, Walter Scott, and the Union Pacific Railroad. Boom. So without that group getting together and causing the Omaha deal to stay in Omaha, I take credit for that. Total credit, and nobody in nobody can correct that. I'm it. 
Now, I could call witnesses and I could prove my case in a court of law, but I'm a modest individual, just like with the royals. I mean, few people even remember the, the aborted sale of that team. Few people remember that trial. Few people remember that the team could have been gone, but for me. So, you know, I don't like to brag about it, but I figured I didn't have anything else to talk about. So this is the uh, bragging segment of on the, on the successful side. Jamie Yuretsky, your host, when Craig Kishon's not around. And, uh, you know, if I had a sponsor, I could probably get a better headset that didn't have a little static because I got electrical tape on part of it because it it broke and I I put the wires together somehow and then I did a little electrical tape and there you have it. But every now and then you'll hear this <laughs> Well that's you know, that's our equipment. If if I could just talk Papakino into giving me a deal, I might be able to buy something new, but so far not not gonna happen. Third entity. Okay. Remember I told you I single handedly saved the Kansas City Royals from moving. True story. And and what, when you listen to this podcast, and I may do a podcast just patting myself on the back podcast so that you can spread the word. Send this to all your social media. Let's get the uh, listening audience up because the product is so good and uh, our marketing is so bad. The third entity that I saved single-handedly to the Omaha Royals and the Kansas City Royals was the College Baseball World Series. That's right. But for me, and parenthetically, Uncle Gus, uh, the Omaha Royals would have left. The College World Series would be in Los Angeles, California. The NCAA wanted to do that. They wanted to get out of their deal with the city of Omaha. And it wasn't going to happen because we kept the Omaha Royals in Omaha and the College World Series at Rosenblatt Stadium. And only when they tore down Rosenblatt did the city agree to build a new facility and the College World Series remains in Omaha, Nebraska. There you have it. So, you know... 364 days out of every other year, I've been Mr. Modest, don't like to talk about my trials, and don't like to talk about baseball, what we did to save franchises, but those are all pretty monumental uh, tasks and achievements that really pretty much go unpublished. So, there you have it. Like I said, um, basically... I'm really the only one that cares about that. And I'm the one that I can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. And reasonable doubt is a great standard, as I've said before, if you're a criminal defense lawyer. But we're not talking about criminal defense. We're not talking about lawyers. We're talking about the end of my podcast where I go and say how I saved these three franchises or entities. Or, I don't know, whatever you call the series. Anyhow, that spectacular and we haven't even talked about pro sports inc but speaking of pro sports inc i did find and this is clicking more than usual and i apologize uh i did find three baseball cards 
of Alfornia Jones, 85 Dunross, 86 Tops. I'm going to go find those in my collection because Alfornia Jones was my most loyal Pro Sports Inc. client. And we are going to do a big, big show on June 20th or thereabout uh, on uh, a happy birthday celebration for the late, great David Earl Nelson. So be ready for that. I'm going to start tracking down some of the gang, and uh, we're going to have a good time. So that is something to look forward to, and uh, the mustard stain settings that I'm trying to come up with a hot dog that, you know, has something better than what I've had so far. So that's it. I, you know, if I found a little grumpy or gripey or whatever, you know, it's just the way it is. And, hey, in two days, we'll end this podcast with an honor to one of those number eights I talked about, none other than Lawrence Yogi Berra. Yogi, who departed Earth a while ago, was born on May the 12th. And uh, we are rapidly approaching May 12th. So there you have it, sports fans. I thank you all for, for listening and especially to this. We'll try to get Craig back for the June 20th celebration. And until then, stripe them down the middle. I'm going to give it a shot and uh, then another shot and then maybe another shot. And on the 25th of May, a few of the loyal listeners and I will be teeing it up in the Mike Golick Barbecue Relief Golf Tournament at Lionsgate in Overland Park, Kansas, or Leewood, or wherever it is. So we'll see if we can't do a little podcasting out there. That should be fun. So for Jamie Retzke and my sometimes co-host Craig Kashan and anybody else that feels some sort of allegiance to being with me on a podcast, John Wathan, Dwayne Stats, all you guys are out there, Bobby Denier, be good. Stay happy. It's just the greatest pastime in our country. So go Cubs. Huh. And uh, we'll talk soon. God bless you and have a great day. Yeah.